0: about his recent book, People Ignorant, Unlocking Success, Confidence, and Influence. Benjamin Bressington, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks, John. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Florida. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Today, we're going to be talking about your recent book, People Ignorant, Unlocking Success, Confidence, and Influence. I love the title. I think there's going to be a lot of really great stuff to unpack there for the conversation. But before we get started, I wanted to share... Ben's bio with everybody. Ben Bressington is a speaker and author of multiple books with the latest book, People Ignorant, Unlocking Success, Confidence, and Influence. Ben has a law and criminology degree from Australia. He spent 10 years helping Fortune 1000 companies apply gamification principles to their sales and communication process and now spends his time helping people improve their sales conversions and conversations specifically helping people to close deals faster and discover the hidden opportunities in our daily communication. I think that's fantastic. Anything else you would like to share by way of your background before we dive on in further?
1: Uh, Yeah, so uh, I am an avid uh, road cyclist, just got into mountain biking. So I will be coming out to Salt Lake City because I hear there's some amazing uh, mountain bike trails out there. So I will be coming to hunt those down, I can promise you.
0: Yes, we are known for our mountain biking trails. I'm not a mountain biker, so I've never utilized them myself. Uh, But I have friends that have and they say they're amazing. Uh, Just be careful not to fly over the handlebars and break a bunch of limbs because I have friends that have done that.
1: I I flew over the handlebars on the weekend. So you you learn the lesson really quickly what not to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much. Uh, As I like to do when I'm talking with guests about books, Um, I I just think the journey of writing a book is really unique and interesting in and of itself. I would love to hear before we even dive into the topic per se, um, I'd love to hear more about why this book, why now, why this topic?
1: Yeah, so it's, I use the books really to document my own journey and my own challenges and problems I've had. And it helps me kind of get clear on the lessons that uh, I've evolved through. Um, And this is actually my fifth book. Um, I've actually got... uh, six, seven, and eight already written as well. I just have to complete them, which is, seems to be harder than actually writing them. The writing is the easier part. It's the editing and the proofing and everything that goes with it, which makes it much harder. And I just, um, I felt that with people ignorant, um, I was really going through a lot of stuff personally. And I was going through a lot of stuff uh, where I really wanted to document the lessons I'd learned from communication because I was an extremely shy guy. Uh, Like I was scared of my shadow. Um, And I was, even though I worked in the personal development, self-help industry for about six years of my life, uh, like I was the guy behind the scenes doing all the systems and all that type of stuff. I probably didn't do the, the depth of work on implementing a lot of like what was being sold, if that makes sense. Um, And so this was me really going through and looking through the archive of lessons and methods and everything that I'd learned about um, or even was involved with because of the creators to find like what really works and what really gets a result. Um, And there's a lot of people I'm seeing more and more that I'm uh, communicating with and connecting with that seem to be stuck with certain things that are anchored in a core belief. Uh, and I hear from a lot of people in their communications just like well i don 't know how to connect with people anymore i don 't know one of the things I find fascinating is we 're the most connected generation ever, yet we crave more connection than ever before, yet we 're the most lonely generation so it 's kind of like a complete oxymoron is like uh how and uh, I find it fascinating that uh there's this new dilemma coming through where people are like have a loneliness issue and they're like they can't be happy with themselves and that means they've got belief and hold back work and people like to keep themselves busy or proactive um and i just want to give people really a a method uh that allows them to escape from that
0: yeah yeah i i think that's a really interesting note uh about a loneliness epidemic and uh, just the social context in which we live right now, with technology all around us, yet we're more and more separated. Um, just yesterday, Fourth of July, I'm with my family. Um, we're, we're, you know, having a good time. But you know, I look around the room and people are kind of scrolling on their phones. Everyone's a bit tired mid-afternoon. I'm scrolling on my phone too. So that in and of itself is interesting, right? That we're we're all together. We don't see each other all that often. We're all sitting in the same room scrolling on our phones. Um, but then I'm scrolling on my phone and I, and an ad pops up for an AI friend. So it's an app for an AI friend. And I'm like, what yeah. the, and I, I, was curious. So I downloaded it and I'm just like, spent a few minutes just on it. And it's, it's literally, you, you train an AI and this, this, there's an avatar and you train this AI to like, you can have video calls, you can text them and they just interact with you. And so you can have a friend and on the one hand, I'm like, that's cool. On the other hand, I'm like, that is so sad that yes. we're at a place where, where people are craving interaction so much and not getting it in meaningful ways that they're going to turn to AI. And not like the cool sci-fi AI that actually is self-aware, but just like, you know, an algorithm. And so I, th- I think your point is, is well taken. And, and there's a lot we can do, you know, as we try to navigate our own our own adulting, which can be really hard as we navigate through a complex world and and, in a hard life. Uh, But let's learn how to communicate more effectively. Let's learn how to have more confidence uh, as we're interacting with those around us. And as the subtitle of your book goes, Unlocking Success, Confidence and Influence, all of that's just going to lead to bigger impact in what we're trying to accomplish in our personal lives and in our careers.
1: Well, one of the big things as you you touched on it is people have Become ignorant, and I use the word ignorant to really drive home a point for people. They're uncomfortable with creating conversation, holding a conversation. It's like they can ask the question of the weather. Did you enjoy your weekend? But what's the third, fourth, fifth question? Like, can like I challenge people who are listening to this. Can you keep a conversation going and engaging for five minutes? Can you even do it for ten? So it's amazing. Like, How were you? How was the weekend? Like that's the depth of the conversation. They don't know how to probe, they don't know how to engage, they don't know how to extract information, they don't know how to captivate um the, the engagement. And like I and I think it's it is challenging. Like I had to even find myself going, okay, well, how do I re engage this person? How like I, I now turn it into a game. Like my goal is to make you not want to touch that phone. My goal is to make you not want to be bothered by your smart notifications. And you're like, oh, my God, I've got like 15 notifications, but I don't care because I'm having so much fun. And it's like it's flipping the script. Right. Like, And I think if more people literally just approach the conversations like that, they would learn so much more. And it's to be honest, it's more fulfilling. It's more satisfying at a weird way that you're like, you know what, I enjoy going out now without my phone, I enjoy like, so when I sit down to meet somebody for coffee, or even a beer, my phone's upside down, because it's irrelevant, what else is going on, right? Like, what's most important is what is in front of me.
0: And even better than upside down. uh, It's, turned off or on silent in your pocket, right? With notifications muted.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I find a lot of people put it on silent, but then their pockets on vibration crazy, right? And then like, I'm like, I challenge you to leave your phone in the car. I challenge you to walk into the restaurant and literally connect. Um, And it's fascinating, even executives or like I deal a lot with salespeople, obviously, and salespeople- Have like don't know how to honestly connect with people.
0: Which is ironic because that's what sales is all about, right? Um, yeah. So I, I I want to dig into this. Uh we've already touched on some of the kind of broader principles, but let's let's dive on in deeper to talk about how we can, you know, as the subtitle describes, unlock success, confidence, and influence that's wonderful. I want to be able to have more meaningful, authentic relationships and conversations with those around me. Uh, I recognize how important that is. I recognize how that's going to be beneficial to me, both emotionally, psychologically, but in terms of my business success as well. How do I go about doing it, especially if I'm trapped in this kind of never ending downward spiral of, of just social media? And you know, people sometimes have this notion that if they're engaging with people in a a battle of words on Twitter, that somehow that will uh, make up for the lack of actual real life conversation with people. And it, and it, it just has such a negative impact. Like people, especially if you're arguing with someone online, uh, it's not fulfilling. It's not enriching. It's not uh, it's not enhancing in any way. It's, it's just dragging. It's validating
1: that it's validating and it's feeling like I am right. But uh, what I find it's, fascinating it's is so it's like shallow, so shallow. 50,000 50, followers, but nobody to take to dinner, nobody to have yes. lunch with like how. So yes, you're vindicated online, right? But like, the thing is, is like, you, who do you share life with? Um, and as you said, diving in, right? All right. So one of the things I found fascinating with that is, uh, I simplified the personality models and all the personality systems out there from everything, right? So um, because one of the things that got me down this track is we literally created an AI that predicts personality types and shows you how to engage, how how you engage with somebody else, right? So we simplified the four personality styles so people can I- literally identify them anywhere. And uh, one of the big things you go, well, yeah, I've done a personality test, right? And like, which everyone has, or got, they had to do it at work or whatever it was. But I'm like, so what did you do with it? So do you know how you need to adapt to speak to your kids, your partner, your parents. Can you identify their personality style in a way that allows you to go, okay, look, I can almost predict what they're going to say. And here's how I need to engage. One of the big fascinations I have with that is like, okay, do you know how that personality style um, deals with confrontation and defends themselves? So the thing is, is are you aware of the things that you are doing intrinsically that literally piss them off, and like you just like and until you can actually have awareness to that, how do you expect to connect with them? Does that make sense?
0: yeah, absolutely, and we' all have those things, and it you know I like to try I, I try to remind myself consistently that uh most people don't wake up in the morning thinking, how am I going to be a jerk to others? how am I going to piss people off? how am I going to undermine people around me like most people wake up just wanting to do the best they can in life they have their own insecurities they have their own challenges um it's not malicious intent when people piss you off usually sometimes it is but usually it's not usually it's just people with different approaches different worldviews different styles often they're not even aware that they're pissing you off <laughs>
1: no they're, and so, they're really not and if, yeah, you, if and- you
0: if you if you get so pissed off all at the all the time at things that aren't intended no I, I don't want to give people an excuse like if you're if you're saying jerky things and pissing people off all the time you need to be more self-aware so you can learn how to not do that but if I'm always walking around pissed off at those around me I'm giving up all my power to people around me who it's not all about me. Like they don't, they're not trying to piss me off. Probably they're just going about their day. So why am I giving all of my autonomy and power over to people who aren't even aware they're doing it. Right. Yeah, But there's some
1: personality styles that literally feed off that. Like that Mm -hmm. is like, so for you it's energy sucking, but for them it's energy. Like it's empowering. Um, and I, uh, when I was getting trained by some of the guys who train like black site CIA interrogators and all this crazy government stuff, which <laughs> is like a fascinating rabbit hole that you fall into. And like, I got, I, I, these are the guys who taught me the hypnosis and all this type of stuff. Right. And like, they can literally redesign a personality style. So you can literally tell them everything they want and they will reprogram your personality to be able to do that that you can activate at any point in time or just have it permanent and a lot of celebrities do this some celebrities actually do this um for uh roles uh in the movies and like they literally they are just become that person and then for their next role they literally get reprogrammed for the next the next thing and so um athletes do it uh they get into a state which is what tony robbins talks about but there's a, a lot of this stuff that uh, when they, the foundation of that is that like they say, well, most people are literally seven-year-old children running around trying to be an adult because, and what I mean by that, and this is a hard lesson to learn. You really want to be aware of this. So every single belief, reason, justification, personality trait you have pretty much got set in stone into your DNA between the ages of five and seven, Right. And it gets set in stone because of a little kid trying to protect themselves from the world, not be ridiculed, not be made fun of, not be harmed. Yet that little kid is now trying to live life. And at no point in time have you sat there and said, you know what? These beliefs that I had when I fell off the seesaw in the playground and everybody laughed at me, and now I've got to be this big, tough guy that nobody can laugh at. And I've got to drive that four-wheel drive that's completely lifted and getting the balls hanging from the back of it. You know, like that complete MFA, like kickboxing, like I'm going to take no crap from nobody type person. Like, it's fascinating how you get these mindsets locked into things. Um, and, and when you become aware of that, you can go, well, hold on, is this belief actually helping me thrive? Or helping me die and when you start to really analyze your beliefs you can start to work out your personality and like i'm like well where did that belief even come from and i even do it to this day like i i literally and here's the, here's the hack for anyone that's interested is it okay if i share that yeah yeah absolutely um, this one's not even in the book so this is a bonus uh this is a lesson i added to the book for the video training but um i actually have a list of post-it notes on my desk uh, and I literally write down when I have this belief, this little voice, this little thought, like if I'm having a conversation with John here, and I like the voice in my head, like just says something, he doesn't believe me, blah, 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 or whatever it is, right? I'll literally write it down. And then I, I, put, uh, I put the word evidence. And what I'm asking myself is what evidence am I using to validate this belief? And or what evidence would I actually need to provide for myself to invalidate this belief? Because there's a lot of things we believe that we have no evidence for. And this is where a lot of fears stem from. And like, so this is a very, very important hack that you could use right now in your day and you can start to analyze. Like, so I'm doing this because my mom said not to go outside because it's cold one day. Like I could, and is it okay if I give another example? Yeah, so I I can remember. So for the longest time, I would travel around the world. I would go to Disney and I'd kind of be cranky, right? I wouldn't have fun. Like I wouldn't enjoy myself. And which is pretty ironic because you're meant to be in the happiest place in the world, right? Like at Disney, allegedly. I I never enjoyed it. And I'm like, so why do I have this belief? And I, I had to dive in. And pretty much when I was six or seven, I was messing around with my brothers in a hotel parking lot or garage. On one of the hotel, you know, the big hotel trolleys that we you, three boys, right? We were playing, running amok, right? And we were using the thing as a skateboard, right? And we were all having a blast. Like we were having fun. My dad was loading the, the baggage into the car, and us boys were just, there was no one else in the parking lot. So we were just going wild. And this little old lady comes down their lift and just starts yelling at us. You can't do this, blah, 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 right? And what I made that mean as a six-year-old child is that I can't have fun. I can't enjoy myself. And if I do, I'll get in trouble, right? And so for the longest time, you hear that and you're like, well, that's crazy, right? But one experience, like reset my enjoyment level of life, for twenty five years
0: I, I think we all have those things right uh, my, my wife is a math teacher she she teaches math calculus stats quantitative courses at the university um, and and she also she does research in uh, self-efficacy in the in the science of learning uh, and just uh, specifically things like math anxiety and and what causes people to really struggle with math. And Mm -hmm. some people truly, you know, don't have a huge aptitude for math. uh, But what she finds is the vast majority of people who struggle in math, it has nothing to do with their actual ability, but you can map almost every single one of those individuals back to a time in grade school, usually like third or fourth grade, where their teacher said, you know, made them feel stupid or said they weren't good at math or something like that. And they carry that with them their entire Mm -hmm. lives. And they just accept Mm -hmm. that label that I'm no good at math. And then they just get anxiety every time they have to do anything quantitative. And it really has almost nothing to do with their ability. Uh, And, and so, you know, she spends time helping, I mean, it's, it may sound counterintuitive to like taking a, a quantitative university course, but she spends time just helping unpack that and helping students think through that and reflect on that and try to get past that so that they can succeed in her courses and she has had great success with that and that's just more of what you're talking about I think that 100 100%. yeah that we we all have those things and it requires meaningful self-reflection it requires just awareness attunement to ourselves recognizing again that we all have those things and most of them are uncovered and You know, some people go to talk therapy to uncover this stuff. Some people just have good friends, family that they can talk things out with. Uh, Others can journal. I mean, there's lots of different ways to go about doing this. But the point is, we need to do it. um, If we want to be our best self, if we want to have the most impact in the world around us.
1: And and like after dealing with a lot of um, the people I've dealt with, one of the biggest things people they said the biggest benefits of hypnosis was literally providing people with confidence, confidence in any moment, confidence in just themselves, a comfortableness in your own skin to be able to make that phone call, to be able to handle that rejection, to be able to have an awkward conversation. And once again, there's a skill with that. Like, and the thing is, is uh, I know for the longest time, like I ran from conflict. I ran from being, having awkward conversations because I felt so awkward. So that meant like, my success was limited until the moment in which having an awkward conversation. And then I would go sideways backwards in a whole new direction because avoiding the one thing. Um, But yet there's massive breakthroughs for people there. So there's uh, as you said, the core to all of this is becoming aware, aware of what am I, what am I doing? What am I uh, responding? What am I believing in this moment? Even the people listening to this right now, what, what are you hearing? you could have 10 people listen to this podcast and you'd have 20 opinions of what actually was said, what was actually done and how it actually, what it means. And this, this Australian guy is crazy. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. But uh, other people would be like, wow, like, boom, like there's, there's some awesome stuff here. There was like gold nuggets left, right and center. So it's interesting that uh, this is what's forming a lot of this type of stuff. It's very now important for company culture workplace culture culture of your family even and like you have to ask yourself like so the next fourth of july do you want it to be like this fourth of july like do you have to go get some cornhole bags and some born and bean bags and like go hey okay, here's the box everyone's phone's going in for the next one hour we're gonna connect we're gonna talk about what's going on in life and we're gonna have a fantastic time um and like you just watch people have the anxieties of putting your phone in a bowl like oh my goodness gracious like most people now actually literally cannot do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So interesting. And as you alluded to, obviously there's there's clear application for this in our personal lives, in our 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 home life, our relationships, but certainly in the workplace as well. And let's end there. So as I think about myself as a leader, uh, and that, that doesn't mean executive, that means leader at any level within an organization uh where I where I have influence with people to to achieve something. Um, If I think of myself as a leader, it starts with self-awareness so that I know why I lead the way I lead, why I respond to people the way I respond, why things trigger me that may trigger me. Um, So it starts there. I need to understand that about myself. Then I need to work to understand that about my people and to help them understand that about themselves too, right? Uh, And that can be just as challenging. Uh, Any thoughts on how we can start that process for our team?
1: Yeah, 100%. One of the best things I could recommend is obviously having everybody take a personality assessment. Uh, and that doesn't have to be complicated. Use what you've got. If you don't have one, there's we can even provide you with tools to do it. We can actually, we don't even require you to answer questions anymore. We can actually analyze your LinkedIn, your emails, and we can actually create a culture map. We can show you the personalities that are actually conflicting with each other that you didn't know, um, which is quite fascinating because I love discovering the things where the uh, the customer support person and the sales person has a conflict because they said something at a water cooler or a party. So every time you send what that sales person sends their work over to customer support or fulfillment, for whatever reason your stuff goes to the bottom of the pile, right? Which then creates this bad experience for client. Like it's all unintentional, but it's all very passively aggressively. Like, so it's like, when you understand this, you're like, well, hold on, we can just resolve these issues. Right. So um, and there's those steps you want to take. So I'd highly recommend doing that and then working at like, you should know the personality of everybody on your team and you should know how do I piss them off? How do I empower them? If you can define those two things, you can create a culture that is fantastically fun. So enjoyable, so empowering and your company will, your success, your influence will, will explode. Uh, One of the things you really want to work on is just do that exercise of like, just for the next uh, few hours, write down every thought, every belief you have every justification. Why did you just do that the way you did it? Have you thought of doing it a different way? Or you might be like, Oh, that sounds like too much work, Ben. Well, I challenge you, hold a conversation with somebody for 10 minutes. And like, let me know if you can even do it. And if you can't, I'll give you the scripts and I'll give you some tips on how to hold the conversation. I think that would help people a great deal.
0: Yeah. And of course, it becomes more and more natural as we get practice, just like anything else. Right. Well, this is wonderful, Ben. It has been a a pleasure talking with you about principles in your book and some of the insights that you've written about. I encourage listeners to check out the book before we wrap up. I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, where they can find your book. Uh, Let us know anything like that, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah. So uh, if people want to check out the book on Amazon or wherever good books are found, um, uh, re- uh, recycled stores, so all of the fun places, right? Uh, but if you do want to reach out to help at behavior sales.com and you mention this podcast, you will get a digital version of the book for free as well as some free trainings and bonuses. Um, and you can get access to our uh, forum where like you'll find people talking about this stuff and it's free for you to engage. So there's bonus resources. If you reach out to help at behavior sales.com and mention the podcast, you will get access to all of those goodies. Um, just as my way to say, thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Ben. It has been a real pleasure. I encourage again, listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Ben can do for you. Check out the book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.